another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. Hello and welcome to the Fins Up podcast. It's good to be back, although the circumstances aren't great. I'm your host, Salo Dan, and tonight I'm joined by the the very upbeat and the very well-groomed Terry. Mate, I have no words. What's going on? Mate, it's a... The off season's just come around like a fire truck for me, mate. It's just it smacked me. It's well, we got to do something during now. I'm growing a beard. You got the thing going. It's. I'm attempting to grow a beard. That's fantastic. Well, hopefully by kick off next year, I'll have a moustache. That'll be great. <laughs> you know, November's coming up next next month. Maybe we should do something. Yeah, we'll do the uh, the fins up November. There's actually someone else's a. Uh... Has hit me up about that. You might, you might uh, guess who it is for the uh, the social media clout who who loves getting a little bit of attention on the uh, Bronze for Johns. But uh, we'll see what we can do with our friend Carlo as well. Fantastic, mate! I'm all over it. Yeah. Hey, um, Terry, I'm sad. I am, um, but I'm thankful as well, Daniel. I'm thankful for two reasons. Um, I know we got eliminated, but we put up we put up more of a fight than I thought we would. Uh, and I'm also thankful that the season is over. Well, I can't disagree then. This is one of the most difficult seasons we've had, without being terrible. But those years where we sucked have been a lot easier because we know we suck. Whereas yeah. this time, every time I went to write us off, they went and did something amazing and just dragged me that little bit longer. Yeah, it's like like 2011. I was you know I was talking to, to Paul today, 2011 and 2012. You weren't expecting to make the finals. So when you don't make the finals, it's okay. This year as well, I think a lot of people really underestimated the squad that we had um, and, you know, lots of people like reading the play and, and, and Muppets, you know, from the Sydney Morning Herald and Daily Telegraph were picking us for bottom six, bottom four. Uh, you and I were a lot more optimistic. I was very optimistic on our season. I thought we had the, the makings of a top five squad, especially having another year of Sean Johnson in there. But this was, you know, for Cronulla, for every team, this was just the most unpredictable season that you could get and yeah i'm thankful it's over for us look i i sheltered myself a bit on the weekend i kept telling myself there was no chance of winning and even if we'd been up 20 nil i still wouldn't have let myself believe so i feel good this week you're right we did put in a good effort but um mate ultimately all our um our worst nightmares came true Mm. starting with uh your mate and mine mr chad townsend who Put in an amazing 20 minutes and got everyone excited, but we knew better. Then he regressed to his bog-average reserve-grade Lego-haired self, kicked the ball backwards. I'm going to shock you here, Daniel. Uh, there are actually Cronulla fans online who have said that Chad Townsend played exactly the same as Nathan Cleary did against the Roosters. i got to leave. <laughs> fucking kidding me? Nope. These people are so... Dumb. These people so are dumb. fucking His retarded. His were negative because he put a good one in in the first few minutes and then spent the rest of the game kicking the fucking ball backwards. That no, I'm not standing for this rubbish anymore. Yep, there, there is there is an actual quote saying that uh, Chad played exactly how Nathan Cleary did, and then it was ended with "for fuck's sake." People expect too much of Chad Townsend. 
<laughs> what you're telling me is the same as a guy who scored a hat trick and set up a try against the Roosters, came in and kicked the ball backwards and missed a shitload of tackles against the Raiders. Yeah. Sharks yeah. fans, mate, you can't help us. Can't help it whatsoever. Look, I, I thought I thought Chad's first half was really good, but you know, without Sean Johnson, he was already going to struggle. And then when Blake Braley went down, who was the best player on the park at the time, Chad really, really struggled. And not only did we lose our hooker, but then we lost our backup hooker, and we had to put our five eight, who was the only person who was threatening Canberra at, at dummy half. And that was it. Game was over. I. Yeah, I didn't want to let myself get carried away with the game, and I thought at 14-6, we were okay. And I thought, you know, there's there's a lot of fight in this team, and if we can just keep them in a dogfight, we might get over the line. The minute Braley went off, we were done. We needed everything to go our yeah, way. Yeah, to be absolutely. A chance. And, and we, for the first 40 minutes, it did, apart from the intercept. Well, that's it. We had the momentum, but we're not a team that's good enough to get the momentum back. So as soon as Braley went off, that was the first thing that went wrong. Then the intercept, and from there it was all Canberra. Uh, Katoa's try at the end gave us something, you know, to cheer towards the end, which is a good way to go out. Made the scoreline look better than it really was because the second half was all Canberra. Yeah, look, I, I, I know, look, the, the 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 most frustrating part of that first half was the the Tarpany try. He had six people on him, and he still fucking scored. That was disgusting. That you know, it was under it was under Six's defence, but from there, we really turned it around. Like we we really turned it around. Um, you know, the Ronaldo scoring the try, perfect. I thought he was really good this week. I thought his kick return meters were good. I think Canberra targeted him and he, he was really up for the challenge this week. He stayed on his fucking wing this week as well. Um, and then, you know, we got the penalty goal. Uh, Braley scores the try. Everything was going our way. But as season 2020 has been for Cronulla, you can't have everything go your way. Uh, you got to take your best player off the park. Um... And I think if we had gone into halftime at 14-6, it's a really it, it's two different conversations from both coaches. Um, that pass from Wade was a shocker. George George Williams George Williams read that like it was page one of a kid's book. He he read it real well. It was it was perfectly read. Everyone could see that was going to happen. You know, if Wade had it again, obviously he's going to hold on to the ball. And I mean, Wade, if, we, if if Wade dummies, he goes through. He does, but it's easy to say that in hindsight. Yeah. I mean. And that's I, I think I think I think that's been a little bit characteristic of of Wade Graham's season this year is that he hasn't been selfish enough. He, ha- he he hasn't he hasn't I mean he hasn't taken the line on enough. He's only averaged ninety one meters, and I don't think he's been selfish enough. I think I think Wade's really you know we, we've seen him take to the leadership role when when he had Gallon you know waiting to come back into the team and Wade Graham really flourished as a captain. But I think this year as a captain. He was more worried about what the other 12 people were doing on the field rather than himself. He's tired from mm. defending so much. Mm. And, yeah, you're right. He, you know, we'll talk about it in a sec, but when that penalty was given and White and tapped the ball and ran through and scored untouched, Wade Graham was arguing with the ref instead of lining the boys up. Like, that that's not the attitude you want to see in a finals game. It's like, oh, well, that's a penalty. Just shut up and defend. But I thought we, I thought we dominated the first 20. And I thought leaving Woods off the field was a good idea. I really got to rap Morris for that because Toby knew only had the middle one against Papali, which is a pretty you know decent opponent. Unfortunately, whereas our second twenty is our strongest, those players went off and Woods came on, and I think he and Fafita, you know, did okay, but in the second half, which is boss silly. 
And as you said, once Bailey went off, the game was gone and just everything had to go away. It did for 25 minutes. We let it at the 25-minute mark. Bailey went off, went down the shitter, and I found myself blaming the referee, which which was bad because uh, we, we were never really in it. And I, I don't apologise because fuck anyone who thinks otherwise. But um, a few of those decisions weren't good, but ultimately we weren't good enough. Yeah, look, I thought I thought Woods... I thought Woods was a handful for the Raiders in patches. He made a lot of good post-contact meters, um, but there was there were times where I think he could have fought for more meters, but he was looking for an offload that he was never going to get. I, th- I thought he was okay. We didn't really lose so much on the ruck. You've got, you know, as you said, the um, the the Jack White and try killed us, right? Now, we'll, we'll, again, we'll get into that as well, but, you know, uh, the George Williams... His second try, he put that kick on a platter for for Jack White to score as well. That was the difference. The halfback kicking game, really, you know, Chad put a couple of bombs up that landed 10 metres out for our line. Williams put one up that landed right on the try line and, and White and scored. Well, their, their halfback was definitely better than ours on the night. And I don't think that's a surprise to many, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, speaking of our Williams, though, I thought he was the worst player on the field. And I don't know what he does during tackling drills, but it ain't tackling drills. Look, for mine, Jack Williams is the second worst player on the field for us. Uh, Britton Nakora was the worst by far. He he literally stood next to like next to the guys who were trying to get Tarpon to the ground, and he he just watched it happen. He he I, was. I didn't notice that. Yeah, he was he was absolutely shocking for mine, and he he just uh, like. There, there, there were lots of times when he, he, he could have come in. He got hooked, essentially, for them making lots of metres down his side. He was dreadful. He was absolutely dreadful. And, and I don't... Like, his defence this year has been, you know, up in the air, but he, he was defending next to Townsend, who's not a notably good defender, but he was making bad decisions for Chad as well. And I, I'll, I'll stick up for Chad in this one in the defensive line because Nakora was fucking in all sorts. I think most players went forward this year. I think Williams and Nakora went backwards. I, th- I think the pressure in the preseason of Jack Williams being handed the number 13 jersey before a trial game happened really got to him. Because yeah. when no. when Williams was coming off the bench for us, he was incredible. In, in, in 2018 when he debuted and last year when he was coming off the bench and he was just punching out his meters, he was... He was incredible for us and he gave our bench that lift that we got this year from the you know your likes of your talakai's and your hunts but this year with a little bit more responsibility man he he, he crumbled he did it was really frustrating i was like look i fell into it again everyone's saying the next gallon which is just dumb and not not worth putting on a player at that age i no. just witty you know Sorensen. i can't blame he came in and was put in a position he should have never been in and ultimately didn't do a lot before he got injured but Again, I can't can't place blame on Sorrow. He came on and did what was asked of him, but he just he's not a he's not a hooker. I don't know yeah. what the hell they were thinking. Well, I think I, th- I I think it was right. I think the like with with Connor, if you took him out of the six roll straight away, you then you know the the game the game was on a knife's edge at that point when when Blake went down, and I think we needed to keep attacking. And I think it was the right call from John Morris to put Sorensen at hooker. Because ultimately, if you're if you're putting Tracy Hooker straight away, then you're putting Wade at six, and you've gone into a negative lull in in terms of our attack. I think it was right to put Connor in because he was really dangerous running the ball. Um, 
Now, people were complaining about Sorensen's service. You're not going to get the same service from Blake Blake Braley and, and Scott Sorensen. But Sorensen wasn't there to give this crisp service. He was there to give the border Townsend and Connor when they wanted it. And he was there to clear, to clean the middle up. And I, I tell you, our defensive line didn't go down when Sorensen was there. In fact, it went up. And then he got injured. I just, you know, it's, it's a bugger he got injured because, like you said, he, he did his best. I can't bag him. Can Kennedy not come in and play attack at 5'8 and kind of go in? You know, it, it, Dugan can play fullback. It just, there's so many things he, he could have done. Well, here's the um, other here's the other question. With, with Royce Hunt injured, did we really need to have Williams and Sorensen on the bench in a finals game and not carry Braden Trindle? No. I mean, in hindsight, it's easy yeah. to say. No, 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 but, no, no. But, but, Loads of people said it from Tuesday when the team list dropped that it was suicide going into Canberra without having Trindle on the bench. Because if, yeah. if Connor and Chad wasn't working, you can easily throw Trindle on there. The thing, I remember saying during the week, our best results came when we had four forwards on the bench, but you got to pick depending on who's available. That's when we had Hunt available. Yes. And I think, yeah, you're right. Without him, you have to play Trindle there. Because there was always the, the chance that Connor was going to blow up in you know, under pressure, or Chad was going to do something bad. Not that that's ever stopped him before. But there were so many... Dugan was coming back from injury. He might have broken down. You know, it just... Yeah, it makes sense. I think Morris got that one wrong. Yeah. But... There was the, there were so many variables going into it. Dugan coming back from injury. Jesse Ramian got rested because he was injured. Katoa got rested because he was injured. Chad Townsend, shit. You don't know what kind of game Tracy's going to have. And then, of course, there's always the possibility that an injury to Blake Braley is going to happen. I know our best results or some of our best results were when we ambushed teams and we had five forwards on the bench, uh, four forwards on the bench. And I get that. And I think the, the aggressive approach to Canberra was what it was. But he got it right by having by starting Toby and Ueli and, and leaving yeah. Woods off. He got he got that part right. And kudos yeah, to him. And, and starting Talakai. He, he, he got that absolutely spot on we could have had trindle on the bench and we should have had trindle on the bench and loads of people were saying it from the beginning of the week that that and and it should have been trindle on the bench not trindle starting for tracy on the bench should have been trindle on the bench yeah again the it's hard it's in hindsight it's easy to say look i the side was what it was i agree with what you're saying though absolutely 100 percent. trindle needed to be there I feel like we've given up on Trindle. That's just a feeling I get. Yeah, I, I think we have because he's told the club he's leaving. Yeah. Yeah. See you later. And I, I don't think that's the right attitude. You yeah. know, in a, in an opportunity. I mean, I bagged the club years ago when Ferguson said he was leaving. I would have dropped him. But yeah, but know, we weren't making the finals players. then. Exactly. That's... In a final, you play your best team yeah. no matter who. It's like dropping Justin Hodges because he said, you know, he's going to leave. But yeah. He's your best. Your best center. Just. Yeah, that was a, they, in, in 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 2010 when when Sticky got sacked and Ferguson said I'm leaving to go and win a premiership, we were 14th. You of course you know you, you could have given the younger kids if we had any good ones then, the the yeah, opportunity. Yeah. But you're going into the finals. Fair enough. It sucks that this kid, who is an unbelievable, who's gonna be an unbelievable halfback. He's not at the moment, but he's gonna be an unbelievable halfback. Has told the club, hey, I'm not I'm not sticking around because I don't want to play behind Chad Townsend. I don't want to be you know, third or fourth choice. I get that. But it's a finals game, mate. Stick him on the bench. you got to do it. Exactly. And and the other thing as well is he hasn't signed anywhere yet. So if he goes into the finals and carves it up and gets us to week two or week three, well, then he can turn around and go, you know what, here's a few extra dollars. Can you stay? And we'll put Chad as the captain of Newtown. That's true. I, I had a perfect world. 
I think Wombs and Sorensen, we've been saying it all year, they're two, they're two alike, yeah. you go one or the other. Drop one, put Trindle on. You know, I still don't think we win, but I think we come a little bit closer in that second. Yeah, and look, I, I know I know you said the, the Katoa try at the end, um, you know, made the scoreline a little bit respectable. I think when it got out to 32-14, to 14, it was starting to feel a bit shit because we didn't deserve that. you got to remember, yeah. the, for the first 39 minutes and 40 seconds or whatever it was, we were all over Canberra, and they had they had literally they had no momentum. We went in, we were going into halftime with all the momentum. All you know, our heads were held up high. And the minute that intercept came, you know, as I said, it was going to be a different game. But, but as you said, hindsight's what ifs, whatever. Fuck, we're out. I think one thing came became really obvious if it hadn't already. Will Kennedy, I just yeah, I yeah. don't I don't think he's the answer. I'm throwing up my hands. I give up defending him. I don't think he can play first grade. Next yeah, year. certainly as what is our first string? Yeah, look, I, I, I mean, I wanted Will Kennedy to be our fullback because he was he's the closest thing to a like like he's an Audi Matt Moylan. You know, yeah. he's, he's a ball player. He, he can ball play. He gave up on his ball playing. He gave up on defending, and his kick returns were fucking shite. They were. There's so many times. Who beat him to the ball? There was a was it the end? Uh, Whitehead. Yeah. Beat him to the yeah. ball when yeah. Kennedy was five meters and Whitehead was eight and he yeah. didn't chase in. Yeah. Super frustrating. That, that you can't that, give up on that. No, I don't and care that, if it's fifty nil. You can't give up. No, and that's that's the kind of thing that you saw, like the effort plays from Matt Moylan when he was at fullback because he's just not quick enough. But you'd see Moylan haul an arse trying to get to that ball. Kennedy looked like he was fucking jogging, and that pissed yeah, me off. Kennedy should have got there. I was annoyed. Like, and again, I've defended Kennedy. And I like him. He'll always be a Newtown superstar. Yep. But I think that's all he's going to be, a Newtown superstar. Yeah, so Smokey for fullback next year. Like it or hate it, Jackson Ferris. Love it. Yeah. I'm a huge Jackson so Ferris So quick. Fan. So quick as well. Quick. And you saw his full work against Brisbane. Yeah. On a night where we didn't have our stars, you know. You got Trindle chucking the ball. I think it might have been Johnson, actually, now that I say that. Chucking the ball out. He beats four players and goes in almost untouched. On debut. Yes, yeah. put him at fullback. If he can catch, I'm all over it. Yeah, yeah, I um, I because I, the other thing as well is it keeps Dugan in the team at centres, right? And if Ferris starts having a bad game, then you can stick Dugan back there. You couldn't do that with Kennedy though, because if you stuck Kennedy in the centres, you're going to get fucking trounced. That's trouble. Yeah. I um, I like that call. That's a good shout. We got to re-sign him first, unfortunately. I think he will stick around. From from what oh, I've heard, yeah. from yeah. what I, from what yeah. I've heard, Goodwin won't be sticking around. And uh, Ferris will be. I think we're both getting our info from the same thing, but yes, that's what I'm hearing too. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, 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 I honestly think, and the other thing as well is that, you know, God bless Will Kennedy. He is, he's very slight of frame, whereas Jackson Ferris is a, you know, he's got, he's got the big, you know, New Zealand genes. He's a, you know, despite how short he is, he's, he's got that thick, muscly frame like a James Tedesco. Cause Tedesco's not six, four, like Tommy Turbo. Tedesco's, you know, small, low center of gravity. I'm not saying Jackson Ferris is going to be our Tedesco, but I'm saying he's probably going to be a bit better than Will Kennedy. Yeah, me too. And I, um, Billy Slater wasn't that big either, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, um, neither was Preston Campbell. Yeah, yeah. your fullbacks, I think we need to decide because we're still play, trying to play Ben Barber ball without Ben Barber, mm-hmm. and Kennedy's not Ben Barber. Moylan was Ben Barber, yeah. but not as quick or as elusive. Jackson Ferris, we need a running fullback. Mm. We need a like AJ Brimson isn't the best ball player in the world, but you tell me he's not the fucking form fullback at the moment because he runs. At the moment, we don't have either of those things. Yeah. 
Yeah. I um, it, it's not a bad. The other one, the other one that I read on Sharks Facebook was that we should re-sign Bryson Goodwin for him to play fullback. And I, threw, fullback. I threw, I threw my laptop out the window. I'm fucking done for the day. That is no, that's ridiculous. Some guy had Sean Johnson on the bench next mm-hmm. year, and he's, and he's way too early side. Yeah, Ferris, and, I'm all over. And, and there was there was play. there was also uh, when Sean Johnson comes back. They, they, someone still had fully fit Sean Johnson completely rehabilitated 18th man fuck me dead <laughs> Christ oh my god mate I'll tell you what if Moylan's fit in round one next year he's our fullback otherwise no. Ferris or Ronaldo no 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 I, 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 I can't I can't cop Moylan anymore if if Moylan's fit next year and we haven't signed one Benji Marshall Moylan's our 5'8 I can't cop him at fullback if, 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 we, if we go into one game with Matt Moylan Playing fullback, I'm going for the opposition, and I'll buy a fucking membership that week as well. That's a fair call. I mean, we've been saying Moylan's our five eight all year, but I'm just saying the way I think it'll go. Yeah, that's awful. Um, look, look, take takeaways from the game. Um, I think we found a little bit of that dogfight that we've been waiting for all year. I think we've been. I think we found a little bit of that. Get opposition teams into the. You know, we we've been wanting people to get into the grind. Oh, get you know, get the opposition into a grind, beat you know, beat them because we're shitter than them, but we frustrated them. Um, and I saw a little bit of that in the first half. I just think we ran out of troops and we ran out of energy because playing that kind of level of football and then adding twenty five percent intensity because it's semi finals, we couldn't keep up with it with with two key players going down. But we started to see some of that vigor again. You know, some of that that sting in in defense as well. Yeah, it was good. I looked at the opening half. I was really proud of him, mm. and I think I was talking yeah. as such because I don't, I don't like to talk too positive because every time I do it, we go backwards. So I'm trying to reverse jinx. My takeaways were that we really miss Bronson Zeri because we don't have a fast center. Jesse Ramian, oh, I'm so disappointed. I the way he started the season, I thought he was going to push for rep honors. It's like we forget we have him unless we're coming out of our twenty. As soon as we find attacking flair, he's the decoy, and I hate that. Um, and we really need a halfback. Yeah. When the chips are down, you've got no momentum, you need your superstar halfback, you need your Cleary, you need your Keary, you need, you know, your Williams even. He played quite well the other night. We just didn't have that, and it was very, very telling. I don't care how hard he tries or how good his vlogs are or how good a bloke he is, we need a superstar Or how close his performance to Nathan Cleary was. Oh, yeah, nine, nine and a half out of ten. See, the fucking South have two players that can dig you out of that in Reynolds and Walker. We didn't have any. Oh, I mate, Johnson wasn't there, but you've got to have two. Mate, I'd, I'd, I'd kill my dead grandmother again to get Adam Reynolds at our club. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Really? Um, now, let's let's go to the incident that, that's got lots of people divided, um, which was the turning point of the game. And it was the the Jack White and uh, the Jack White and try. I've seen lots of excuses being thrown up on it. So before I say anything, Dan, what's your take on it? At the time, I was really frustrated because I thought you had to pick the ball up to tap it. That rule's changed. What he did was fine. Yes. It doesn't matter whether he tapped the ball or not. We got to be fucking watching. It's our fault for copping that try. He tapped the ball. I don't care what anyone says. He tapped it with his left foot. Um, it, it's there for anyone to see. People play it in fast motion and go, see, he didn't tap it. He tapped it. He tapped the ball. The The thing was, we they got the ball back from 
a Ronaldo error who was claiming the ball got stripped. Now, Fafita did the wrong thing in the ruck, and I'm, I'm going to take you back to a, a game that we played in the year, but Fafita laid on Jack White too long and gave a penalty away. Now, that constitutes a ruck penalty, and the defensive team can't challenge a ruck penalty. They can't. And Wade Graham should have known that, that he can't challenge it. But I'll take you back to the Titans game up on the Gold Coast when we absolutely battered them. And the Titans made a break and they threw a pass and Sione Katoa knocked the ball backwards. And they were claiming that it was a knock-on. So when, uh, I think I think it was, no, it was, I think Nakora was on the ground. Tyron Peachy went and stripped the ball off of him because you can challenge that. So that was the difference. So Fafita gave away a penalty by falling asleep on Whiten that couldn't be challenged. And the referee got that absolutely spot on. Had he ripped the ball out, we could have challenged it and it would have gone back to the Ronaldo incident. Um, the other thing as well, as you said earlier, when that when the penalty was given, instead of Wade Graham running in and trying to challenge, that defensive line should have been set. Absolutely. Absolutely no, should have been set. No. And no, for and Fafita, Fafita gave the penalty away and turned his back. Yeah, that's the that, That's cardinal. That's a cardinal sin. When we when we do the review, we'll get in we'll get into Fafita. But yes, it is a cardinal sin. It was a dumb penalty to give away. He laid on him too long. It was a penalty, you know. As much and again, I, I tweeted otherwise, but it was it was a penalty. He's got a look. He's a senior player. He's a multiple time rep player. Wade Graham, that's the same. Wasn't looking. Will Kennedy got one slappy hand on him. He was the only bloke paying attention, and he didn't put in. Not one of them got anywhere near him in a semi-final 20-out or 15-out from your own line. That's infuriating, and that's 100% on us. Yeah. Um, there, there, there were yeah three 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 key issues for that is that Fafita gave the wrong type of penalty away. Um, Wade should have known that he couldn't challenge that and the defensive line not being set, but Fafita turning his back far out. Oh, that's a that's a few times we've been caught not knowing the rules, and that's not good enough. No, no. Okay, so let's uh, let's take a, a look to to twenty twenty one. Now you've got to take the beginning of this season for for what it was, and obviously you and I had that that preseason chat with Toby Rudolph, who said that we had done our preseason to you know the the two referees a slower game. Um, Obviously, when the rule changed, the six again rule, which I fucking hate, and the one referee, it's a lot faster. So the first thing that needs to happen is lying with the coaching staff. We need to be fitter and faster. Absolutely. How do we go about doing that with our coaching staff when, at the moment, John Morris is our only coach? Shane Flanagan comes in. He had his fit. I don't want to talk about why, but he had his fit. (laughs) The year that he had us fit, though, we finished fourteenth, Daniel. Look, that's true, but it, you know it was it was a cumulative effort. You got to bring you got to bring in a top class fitness coach. Like that has to be our number one. Um, and then Flanagan, you got to bring him in. I, I'm, I'm over all this. What what will Morris think? We're going to hurt his feelings. Fuck him. You know this is a professional. It's a business. And I'm I'm sick of sparing feelings. You know we've given a halfback a career based on he's a nice guy, and it just you know. Darren Lockyer wasn't a nice guy. Joey Johns wasn't a nice guy. Pretty handy footballers, though, and that, that's how I want to go from here on in. In saying that, if you bring up Matt Lodge in a set, I don't want to sign him. You know, We don't need that shit in the club. 
get Flanagan back, get back in training before everyone else, um, because other teams like the Titans have earned their break. I don't think we earn our break. We got no one in Origin. Possibly Ronaldo might get a spot, which I I can't see happening to be honest. Get him back in training, hammer him, have a nice Christmas break, get back in and do nothing but train defense and fucking fitness because. You know, we can score tries, but it's okay scoring 20 points. If you're conceding 40, though, not so good. Yeah. So, I think it's pretty obvious what we need to do. Whether we will or not, fucking who knows. I, th- I think we did a I think, you know, going back and listening to the podcast with Toby, that we did a lot of in-game fitness, a lot of ball work, um, because we were, we were based on a, uh, on a possession-based game plan that we were going to dominate possession by, you know, slowing oh. the game down. Um, you know, and, and having more ball than them. Unfortunately, that didn't work when when this fucking Chinese virus came about and killed us. So I think you're right. We need to get back into fitness. And I think you've nailed it. We do need Shane Flanagan back. And if that's going to cause John Morris to look over his shoulder, so he should as well, you know. Every, every head coach, Bellamy, Trent Robinson, Wayne Bennett, every head coach should be looking over their shoulder and should have a decent assistant. You have a look at, at, at Robinson. Or Robson, yeah, Robinson. He's got fucking Craig Fitzgibbon and everyone's raving about him. The amount of assistant coaches that Craig Bellamy has pumped out. Spot on. They're all coaches. Yeah. Mate, South, South have got their contingency plan with Jason Demetrio just sitting there twiddling his fucking thumbs. It's Colin Coward said during the week, A coaches go out and get A assistant coaches. B coaches get C's because... They don't want that pressure of being put on them. We need A's. We need, you know, John Morris has proven. I think we overachieved, as we'll talk about tomorrow in the review. I think we've overachieved big time this year in making the A. But next year, we've got to improve. And the year after, we've got to be better again. And in 2023, we've got to either be premiers or in the grand final. That's just that's the nature of the business. Yep. I don't see that happening at the moment. We've got two bog average reserve grade coaches. Both of them, you know, are going to be moved on. That's fantastic. But my feeling is that we're going to pull up a Daniel Holsworth or bring a Bo Ryan in or something fucking ridiculous. you got to pick two more experienced coaches because Morris has to learn. If he's looking over his shoulder, so be it. Take that on and use it as a positive. Yeah. it does that. Bellamy does that. We need to do that. Yeah, I, I really want Flanagan and then... There's obviously there's a couple of other names like like John Cartwright. I was terrified of him turning up and bringing Bryce with him, but he's now gone to Brisbane, and I'm for some reason I'm still terrified that Bryce Cartwright's going to turn up next year. Um, so obviously John Cartwright's gone. There's you know Matt Elliott went to the Dragons. Knowing he didn't even tell you that as well. The the, the bastard. He didn't. I asked him straight up. Have you got any coaching on the? on the horizon he said no so i'll be hitting him up later i was going to say to him because we've got roles available and i don't think there's a better thinker in the game than matty Elliott. No. which is a shame he's going to be with the uh with the opposition but yeah. who knows maybe it's a uh we'll send him in and bring him down he'll come across who knows um there is there is still a name out there that i'm, I'm keen to bring along with shane funny and that's dean pay uh, i just think if you can get Dean Pay and Shane Flanagan working on our defence and John Morris working on our attack. That's that's key for something special. Now, you talked about 2022 and 2023. 2021 is so important to us because we're going to enter 2022 with anywhere between 3 and $4 million worth of salary cap space. 
And if we're in the bottom four when we start negotiating with players, we're going to be like the Bulldogs and start paying overs. And the last thing you want to do is pay $750,000 a year to Nick Kotrick. Spot on. If we're in the bottom, you know, if, if we're in the bottom four, we can't entertain, we can't even get conversations with some of the top line players that are on. But if we're still in the top eight, if we're anywhere from six to eight, you can then go to a good player and say, look, market value, but you take us to the next level. You bring us that premiership. That's it. I always feel like next year, and I've said it before, is a gap year. No, you need to I, don't, I, I don't think it's a gap year. I think it's one of the most important years in our next five-year span. Well, I say that because we've got no money. Next year, we're not going to sign big-name stars, which, which works for No, me. no, no. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We, built, we built a nucleus of young kids. We've got a lot of superstar talent coming off contract, and players tend to play well in contract years, so I'm hoping that comes up. And these players do say, you know, we want to be here next year. We can align their contracts with their value because they've reached that certain age. You bring Dugan down to half, Moylan's gone, let's write him off. You yep. bring Johnson down to two-thirds, uh, Woods gets half, and I would I would say to Fafita, either you bang out 60 minutes a game or look at retiring. I'd bully Chad Townsend into leaving. There's your four million cap space. And the players that are off contract in 2022 are genuinely premiership winning. We got Stephen Crichton off contract. We got a, a fullback spot that he wants sitting there as a bargaining tool. Uh, you know, Drinkwater's off contract, and he's going to be keen as to come back to Sydney and play good football again. There's just so many opportunities. Next year, you're right, next year's super important, but it's not the year that we're going to win the title, but it's the year that we're going to get set to win the title. Yeah, I, I, I can't, like, I, I don't like using the word gap year, and I don't like, even though we are in a rebuild, but for mine, a gap year is when. You start, you know, you turn around and you go, oh, well, it doesn't matter if we finish 10th. Making the finals in 2021 is so important for us because of the players that are coming off contract. And the last thing you want to do is hit the market desperate. If you can hit the market, you know, anywhere between 6th and 8th and, you know, turn around and go, well, look how we're going without you. Imagine what we can do with you. That's that that's that's the situation that you want to be in. Um I, I, you know, I would even take if someone said to me next year, twenty twenty one, you're going to finish eighth again and be out first week of the finals. Fucking good. Sign me up for it because we've made the finals, and then that's when you can go to those players. That's when you can go to a Stephen Crichton. Imagine how good you'd be at fullback. I don't know if Matt Burton's going to be released next year or if he's just going to wait it out at Penrith and then he's available for twenty twenty two. Hey, guess what? We've got we've got a half spot for you as well. Wouldn't you like to play against Sean Johnson and then you can slowly move into 5'8 or you know play 5'8 next to Sean Johnson playing halfback? I think there are a couple of players available now for 2021 that just makes so much sense on a one-year deal that contain our eighth spot. And I know we laugh at the Tigers for containing ninth, but this is so important for us to just contain a final spot for, for 2021. Yeah, stop gap ideas. I, I, um, you're right, gap is the wrong word to use, but... Next year is all about the future. And, yeah, I'd be bringing the Tolmans in and plugging them in for a year because, you know, we, we haven't got Hunt for a certain amount of time. Well, I don't think yeah. we're going to have Hunt for a year. A ruptured Patel attendant, he ain't going to play in 2021. That sucks. But that, that's an opportunity for Frank Capelle to step up. Mm-hmm. Then there's another player we have for the future. You know, like Ferris, if we re-sign him, is next year's his year. Yeah. And we may plug him in at fullback. Who knows? Or maybe Dugan will want a season at fullback and he goes in the centres and – Becomes the next superstar. 
that's next year in it. But I certainly wouldn't be spending big. Like I wouldn't be bringing a Benji Marshall in on a two-year contract. No. It's a one-year deal, and twenty twenty-one yep. is start again. Yep. So you, you're right there. When, when you know we, we've talked about the coaching, you, you've mentioned some of the players that are off contract. Before we go into recruitment, Josh Dugan, you said uh, Harvey's Harvey's deal. I would Harvey's deal on the basis that he becomes our Bryson Goodwin, that we're looking for twenty twenty two to play. Jackson Ferris and Jesse Ramian in the centres, and Dugan is either playing New South Wales Cup or he's our 18th man travelling with the team in case of an injury. Yep, agreed. I think he's he proved how important he was when he went overseas in the preseason, and he was the one that was introducing the players to the kids, and he was real up in your face. Dugan's worth his weight in gold in PR alone. Yep. You know he's turned the corner since he left those bum clubs, yep. and he's so good for the young kids. Absolutely, he should be 18th man. He should be in the bar, on the bus. He should be on the plane. He should be in the hotels. He should be there when there's injuries. You plug him in on the wing or you put him at fullback. You chuck him, chuck him off the bench and bring him on as a hit and run sort of thing. Absolutely, but we can't pay him 850 grand to do that. It has to be 300, and he has to want to do it. If he doesn't, let it go. Yeah. You know, it's not going to make or break us. It has to be a positive for us. And honestly, Dugan the way he is. I think he'll go for that. I think he's completely turned the corner and will be known as the guy that brought the kids through. And, you know, he can go play his Twitch games and his NBA and stuff and supplement all that. But him, his, um, you know, he's been a superstar. But his, what's the word I'm looking for? Value. Like, when you look back at him, you're going to think of him as a player that brought all the players through. And he can be there on grand final night when we lift the trophy. And he'll have enough games to get a medal. I think it's win-win. Yeah. But it has to be at the right price. Yeah. Uh, we're talking Matt Moylan. Yeah. Matt Moylan? Go on. Go on. Yeah. If he's not, no, nah, not even. Even if he's 100% fit and plays 24 yeah. games next year, yeah. no, nah, go yeah. on. Um, Aaron Woods is reportedly on $600,000. Do you re-sign him for 2022? No. I do but not for 600 grand. I think Aaron Woods, in terms of age and durability of Aaron Woods, he doesn't get injured all that often. And, and uh, you know, with his rep experience, I'm not giving him 600, but if he's willing to take a two-thirds pay cut, I'm keeping him. Yeah, for that, absolutely. Again, though, it's got to be value. Yeah, has to be value. Sean Johnson, he's on reportedly $950,000. Uh, 2021 is the end of his contract going into 2022. I'm with you. I think we got to keep Johnson at around about six, seven hundred thousand. Absolutely. What, what's he thirty now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. He's on the down. He's coming off a huge injury. I don't think, as good as he is, there's going to be a whole lot of clubs lining up to sign him. I think we offer him five, six hundred. If he pushed it to six fifty, I can live with that because yeah. he's a genuine match winner. But he's a thirty-year-old broken match winner. Yeah. The other thing as well that you've got to have a look at as well is his his misses. Um, in the netball, I'm pretty sure, even though she had a kid, she signed for a Sydney team, and they've built a house in Cronulla as well. So if he is to go, he's not going back over New Zealand, and he's not going interstate. So he's, he's got to stay Sydney there or thereabouts, and that puts us in a really, really good position to keep him. Um, and Andrew Fafida, look, we've got two more years of his deal. You're talking about he's on about $850,000. That's $1.7 million. He ain't going to retire. No, he's not. And, you know, we signed him on the contract, so we got to honour him. We signed him on the contract when he was the best prop in the game. He's not worth it. He's not worth half that right now. At the moment, he he was our worst player against Canberra two weeks ago. I think he had four offloads that went straight to Canberra players. 
You know, he tried to overplay his hand, whatever. He's got to get fit. I'm, you know, people are saying, oh, you know, he's big and he's this and that. He's got to get fit. It's it's professional first grade rugby league. If you're not fit, you can't play. A fit player gets off Jack White and it doesn't give away that penalty. A fit player who's paying attention doesn't get beaten by three metres turning his back on that shit. I, I, te- so, I, I, I tell you, you compare two players on the weekend in, in terms of height and... and- have a look at the difference between Joseph Tarpanay and Andrew Fafita. Worlds apart. Yeah. You think Tarpanay's 20 kilos less the way he moves. Yeah. Um, now, talking about recruitment for 2021, there is obviously the Benji Marshall link, which I'm all for it for a one-year deal. And I would be all for it for rolling one-year deals as well. You know, if, if Benji turned around and had a, a good half season with us in 2021 and said, you know what? I've still got. I think I've still got something to give you in 2022 as a player. You know, as your thirtieth man on a roster, um, and it helps bring the young kids through, or it helps. You know, I can help with with a game here or there. He's a valuable person to have at the club, and as you said, the PR with Dugan, the PR with Benji as well. So I think he's very important for us to have. We'd be mad not to sign Aiden Tolman. Um, there are rumours that the uh, the Sea Eagles want him now. His kids go to high school in the Shire. He lives in the Shire. If we honestly just watch him do a two-hour commute to Manly when we need someone to, one, clean up the ruck and, two, be cheap for us for a one-year stop filler, we'd be mad not to sign him. And, again, he's a, he's another player as well that if he shows his value in 2021, he's good for rolling one-year deals. He can fill the Chris Ironton role. Yeah. He can come in. He can be that, you know, that loud voice, that experience. We don't need him to be a 60-70 minute prop like he did at the Bulldogs. And we don't need him to be our superstar prop. We just need him to do a job, which is what he can do. It's the same with Benji. Again, put him with Connor Tracy. That's going to be a world of experience. You know, Benji's been all over the world. And at one time, he's the best player in the world by a mile. You know, he led the Tigers to a fucking premiership. That's saying something. And... He's the sort of player you can put into a coaching role because much like Bo Ryan, he's going to be in the media and him being linked to the Sharks is going to bring us a lot of publicity. You know, in the end with Bo, it ended up being bad, but you take that risk. With Benji, I think he's a little bit more intelligent in terms of life decisions and keeping it in his pants. I think he'll be a positive. So, yeah, I would absolutely go to those two and say, here's what we've got for you. Come help us get over. And if you prove yourself, fucking O stay on. There's no reason to kick good players out of the, uh, the club. Now, there's, there's a player who has been semi-linked with us. It hasn't come out in the media yet, but I think it will. Um, one, of our, one of our mates has got a little bit of uh, an insight onto this. There's a player who wants a two-year deal and he wants to play lock. John Asiata. What are your thoughts on that? I don't hate it because I don't think our lock is locked in. Haha, <laughs> very funny. Yeah. Because I think Toby's a prop. Uh, Talakai is our best bet. I think Williams is done and dusted, and I don't think Billy is up to first grade. So, yeah, a ball-playing lock would be good. I mean, we've got one in Wade Graham, but it seems he refuses to make that switch. So a two-year deal is risky, but Asiata is young enough that he can, you know, he can justify that. I don't hate that, but, again, it's all about value. If we get him at the right place, let's lock him in today. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing as well. You know, he's, he's told the Cowboys he wants to come down to Sydney. Um, I think you know the 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 top the top Sydney clubs don't need him. The Roosters don't need him. They've got you know they've got enough talent there. The, obviously, the Panthers don't need him. 
Um, the Eels don't need him now that Nathan Brown has found his form and looks like he's going to re-sign. So I think if we wanted him, you'd probably find yourself in a battle with the Tigers who have just spent their, their space on James Tarmo. Obviously, the Dogs would 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 be one and then Manly would be the other, which would probably move Turbo to lock, but or Gerbo to lock, sorry. I think if we get in quick and we turn around and say, well, we are the club that's got that number 13 jersey ready for you, um, my only problem with him is that we're pretty sloppy around the ruck and, and he can be pretty sloppy at times as well. But then if you get a guy like Aiden Tolman and you get a half-decent defensive coach, you, you know, you've got that. Or if we can get two half-decent defensive coaches, we, we cover it. That's it. And look, we're probably going to be without Johnson for the you know at least half the season. So we're going to need... I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think we're going to be without Johnson for half the season. It's, it's you know, NRL physio keeps saying five to eight months. And you've got to remember that... We had a guy named Todd Carney who tore his Achilles tendon later in the year and was back for round one in 2013. He he tore his Achilles tendon in September uh, in the finals against the Raiders and was back for round one in 2013. And this guy was a unit on the piss smoking cigarettes and not really giving a shit about his rehab. You're talking about Sean Johnson, the ultimate professional. It's true, but I don't think we're going to see the best out of Johnson. No, and it it also depends... Yeah, yeah. It also depends on you know body as well. Like Carney was a, a little bit younger as well, but I can't see Johnson having put you know having put his body through what Carney put his through. So you know you no, you, you kind of got to hope. But the the other thing as well is that Johnson learned to play without explosiveness. So and it wasn't even an explosive move that he did. It was a push off move. So we we still could be all right. It's true. I look. We got to find points, and Asiata will bring points. Mm. Defence has got to be our number one priority next year. If they rule that he's a liability in defence, yeah. you know, st- stick with... Talakai should be 13. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, look, I think Talakai's earned it. I, but I, I, honestly, I honestly think Talakai's got to be our starting right-edge second rower, um, and it's on Britton Nakora to pull his finger out. Yeah, it's true. Nakora's not in. I'd, um, I wouldn't put Teague above him just yet, but he's breathing down his neck. But, yeah, he just... Mate, Nakora and Ramian for me this year just maybe I set expectations too high. Maybe that's on me, but yeah, I I, I thought at times we 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 knew how to play with Jesse Ramian, and then there were times that we just we we were lost with him. Honestly, what we need to be doing this off season is looking at how twenty eighteen Matt Moylan worked with a younger Jesse Ramian. Now you've got a bigger, stronger, faster guy entering into the the you know the peak of his athletic ability. We should be looking at those videos and just going, how the fuck did Matt Moylan turn this guy into a representative center and why can't we do it? And one of the things that I think is a big issue for us is we went to Nakora too much when, you know, we should have been playing out the back to Ramin. Yep, spot on. 100% agreed. I would like to see both come on in the off season. Hopefully they're listening to this and get a fire lit under them and come out and play fucking for Australia and New Zealand next year. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm okay without Britton Nakora being part of our team next year. I'd I'd be okay with him going to the Jets and and earning his way back into the side. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, I completely agree with you that Talakai's got to be a starter. He does. I thought he should have been... He, he started well this weekend. Yeah. And I think he should have been from about six to eight weeks ago, to be honest. Now, there's, there's one player that um, I... We haven't given enough of a rap to this year. 
Probably our most improved player has been Sione Katoa. And on the weekend, 225 meters, um, he's, obviously his line break was um, was the the intercept and, and the bulk of his uh, meters were as well. Eight tackle breaks. And I thought he was really good defensively and he was really safe this year under the high ball. He got, he's a freakish talent. He's, he's not there yet, but he's got the ability to be that that winger because Ronaldo's the Basham, yeah. you know, score, just power tries. Bloke, Katoa's a bloke that'll fly over you. So, yeah, I think he was really good this year. Definitely one of our most improved by a mile. Very exciting too. And he stopped running sideways too, which I like. The, yeah. the jinks and the, the twists and the lefts and the rights went forward. And I think that was a huge part of what made him a star this year. Yeah, absolutely. And look, he was, you know, when we signed Nana McDonald, we were at that point going, well, obviously it's Katoa that's going to make way, but... You know, there's another guy that we haven't talked about either in Nana McDonald. I think he's just going to be a squad filler for a year and then then he'll go off somewhere. But, um, yeah, look, really, really happy with how Katoa took his game on because this was the year for him. If, if you know, if, if it went the other way, he's, he's, not at, he's not at the Sharks anymore because he was in and out of first grade. He was in and out of first grade. Now I think he's probably our first back picked. Yeah, I think so. I tell you what, I think Harati showed enough yeah. in his game against Canberra to be the next in line. Mm-hmm. I think Nano's fallen way down. Goodwin's on his way out. I think Ronaldo and Katoa are definitely our wingers moving forward with Harati as, as the next option. And I, I'm i not... It's not, you know, an all-international world-class backline, but it's not bad. And I'll tell you what, Ronaldo went up pretty quick. Katoa went up quick. They keep that trajectory going. I'm pretty excited. we got to learn to catch, though, because I can't remember the last time we caught a ball in attack and scored. All the bombs we put up, we just wait for them to hit and tackle them. Maybe that's a game plan, but I'd like to win some aerial contests for once. Yeah, look, you're not going to win an aerial contest with Sione Katoa unless he's, you know, up against uh, an absolute midgy. But I don't, yeah, I, I I can't remember us kicking the ball for, for Ronaldo, who, who's got 190 centimetres on him. He's not a short bloke, and he's powerful as all get out too. Yeah. So, yeah, and I... Maybe Harati's the man you kick to? Because oh. Dugan hasn't got the spring anymore, and Ramian's... Well, I mean, we, 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 we kicked the ball to, to Nana McDonald and got a try from it, so... There you go. And I know Goodwin did it earlier this year. He took a bomb that I was like, what? Yeah, that was an, un, that was an uncontested one. Chad, Chad kicked that to him against the Dogs. The one that went backwards. Oh, no, no, <laughs> not that one. I meant, we caught a few uncontested bombs this week, but it was behind where we kicked them from, which is yeah. quite... <sighs> All right, Daniel. Well, I'm going to see your beautiful face tomorrow when we're going to do a proper season review, but it's it's over and we should be... I think we should be a little bit proud of the way that the season ended. It's just a shame that the first 20 weeks before that were way too inconsistent for us to, to be happy with. Mate, I'm indifferent. Much like the season, I think about average. That's how I feel. I feel average, Terry. Well, I will see you tomorrow, Daniel. Uh, Hail Toby Rudolph. Hail Toby Rudolph.